What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. Ready to talk about some sex? Yep, yep. But before we do, news flash alert. Can you make the news flash alert sound? Yeah. News flash. Yeah. Uh, is that the noise? That that was a noise back like in the day, right? On on like radio and stuff. I think that's the noise from acknowledge. Acknowledge. Yeah. Right. Because the. The the health act explosion. Yeah. Um, Hilarious. <laughs> um, all right. So the newsflash, little announcement here. Actually, it's an announcement that has something to do with Halifax mm-hmm. and an explosion mm-hmm. in Halifax, which is the explosion of people's ears, eyes, and pants at <laughs> our second live show. Whoop, whoop. It's coming up. Coming up soon. Baby, when is it? It is July 19th. Which is a hump day. Mm -hmm. It's a Wednesday. I think we're going to do our live shows on Wednesdays. Yeah. And here's, there's two reasons why. It's the day that they call hump day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talk about humping a lot. 
it, uh, another reason why it's the day that we release episodes. So it's kind of like a fun extra thing. If like you got the hardcore listeners, they can listen in the morning and then come watch us at night. Yeah. And then the third reason is nobody has plans on hump day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. And then the fourth reason is that Wednesday nights at the local, which is where Beck and I uh, took our uh, threesome date one time. Mm-hmm. They have jazz night and it is so fun. And always mega packed with lots of babes, guys and gals, and everyone else. So, after the live show, join us for a drink at the local. Bridie might not be there. I might not be there. But right now, I'm saying we will. Yeah. So, come to we'll our live show. We'll probably be there. And you know, wasn't that fun last time after our live show when we all went and played pool together? All together all as a family. Family. Well, before we get... I know we, that's a good fucking segue. Thanks. But... Tickets aren't on sale yet. They're going to go on sale soon. If you don't follow us on Facebook or Instagram, then you should because that's where we're going to make the announcement. We won't make it anywhere else. And those tickets will go so hot, hot like fire, because that's what happened to our last live show. And if you don't have Facebook or Instagram to follow us on, you should start camping outside the bus stop theater immediately. Mm-hmm. Or text Bridie, 902 Okay, um, so so after our first live show, I will bleep that out. Don't worry, baby. After our first live show, we did go to the local as a little uh, family date. Mm-hmm. It was the first time, actually, that me, uh, Becca, you, Bridie, and... My boyfriend. Your boyfriend, Guy. Uh, we went to the local. I'm fucking calling him Guy. I know he doesn't want me to, but Guy, get over it. <laughs> For Guy's sakes. <laughs> You're going to have to text him. because I'll text him. I'll I'll ask him. Um, So we went to the local and we had a good time. Mm -hmm. But guess what else we just did? We also just went on a family vacation. We actually fucking did that. Yeah, we did. Isn't that crazy? You know what's funny too? When we talked about it originally, we were like, who's going to sit where in the car? What a silly thing. What a silly thing because we're obviously taking two cars. We're obviously going to ruin the environment for sure. (laughs) Yep. And pay double the bridge tolls. Who paid for the bridge on your car? I did. Yeah, who paid for the bridge on in Becca and I's car? Who? Me. Oh, chumps. I know. I know. Well, we just spent almost $100 just going to PEI and back. Yeah, well, um, it's worth it. So we did. We did a family vacation. Yeah. All four of us. We and slept. You slept with Guy mm-hmm. in your guys' little bedroom. Yeah. I slept with Becca mm-hmm. in our little loft bedroom. Yep. We had our dog. Yeah. We had your boyfriend's dog. Yep. And we met. My sister. My sister-in-law. Um, yeah, that was a big deal. She, it's, It was cool because we've been um, seeing Becca and Todd for some uh, time uh, now. Uh, 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 uh. No. What? You just said his real name. I think that's okay. What? I don't know. Why not? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> What? <laughs> you just said his real name. Are we saying it? Uh, yeah, let's just say it. He shall here, from here forever now be known as Gee Todd. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get so much traffic on this Oh, Facebook. my God. His name's Todd. Uh, oh, yay. All right, okay. Is that? Did he give you the, per, the, the permission for no, that? No, it was a slip. Oh, shit. Yeah. But right. I think he'll be fine with it. Wow. Yeah. Babe, I think this is a big step in your guys' relationship. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. So we've been seeing these two lovely people for a while. And my sister, who's a really important part of my life and a really important part of your life, mm-hmm. too. We've we've all lived together before. We've yeah. traveled to different places in the world together before. She's seen us at our worst. Yeah, yeah she has. She's and we've seen, seen us her at, at our worst, too. And she's seen us at our best. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen each other at mediocre. Yep. She's planned our wedding. Yeah. Fuck, um, yeah. Yeah. And so basically she kind of just put in a request because she knew that we had boundaries about meeting each other's family. Um, And that was like, you know, we weren't quite ready to go there. And she usually lives in British Columbia, but she was here on the East Coast of Canada. She's doing a show on PEI called Atlantic Blue. If you're on the island, go fucking check it out. It Mm -hmm. will bring you to tears. Mm -hmm. Um, And she... She just said she really wants to meet the people that are important in our lives. Were you nervous about that? Nope. I was. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I just really wanted her to like Becca. Yeah. And not that I felt like there was... I didn't feel like there was any reason why she wouldn't. I, I didn't feel that at all when Becca met my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, eh, well, this is happening, whatever. But when I, when I, you know, I just really wanted Tara to, like, know that Becca's awesome mm-hmm. and that we're awesome yeah you know I I was nervous yeah I got nervous once we were there because I have this um tendency to try to manage everyone's feelings and make sure everyone's like taken care of Mm. and so we had this puppy there and I know my sister doesn't really love dogs so I was like really trying to take all the responsibility I could for this puppy. But she loves our dog. She loves Bigby. She does love Bigby. And I think she likes Rose, too. I think now. she no- does now, yeah. Yeah. And um, and then I realized that I was like, you know, maybe it was... A, she was a bit nervous, and I think she was. Yeah. And um, and that that makes sense. I mean, it's a complex situation, like she said a couple times, and... Um, but she, you know, she's all in. She's open-minded, and she wants to learn, and she wants to expose her kids to mm. the idea that relationships might not look the way that they yeah. think they might. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm, I, but it went really well, right? I think so. Well, I mean, yes. The actual the meeting and the family stuff went great, but. Um, Shit hit the fan. Shit hit the fan a little bit. A little bit. Uh, because the boys decided to have a little heart-to-heart with some bourbon Oh, my involved. God. Almost a full goddamn bottle of bullet. And I ended up sitting on the floor um, after the dog pooped in her cage, listening to you puking your guts up out upstairs, and um, Todd puking his guts up in the bathroom next door. Aside from that, <laughs> I had fun. Aside from that, I had a great time. Becca, how did you feel yeah, about Becca, it? Yeah, Becca, tell us about it. I had a great time. Yeah. Ah, everybody, Becca's here. <laughs> I'm sick, so don't mind my nasally voice. It sounds cute and endearing. <laughs> it actually really does. It sounds like the apparently kid. <laughs> oh, apparently, uh, Jeremy got sick in the bathroom. And apparently... <laughs> And I will admit, I was right next to Jeremy puking as well. Yeah, we had a little <laughs> puke toilet. fest. Yeah, yeah, wasn't that fun? A little That's another, great. you know, the step in the relationship where Bridie is now mentioning Todd's name. Mm-hmm. We had the step in the relationship where I coaxed the puke out of you <laughs> by puking into a bucket <laughs> next to the toilet, which you puked in. Yeah. 
Um, what a beautiful night. It was that. a pretty beautiful moment. It was a beautiful night. Uh, were you nervous, Becca, to meet to meet Tara and and like to be on this trip with the uh, the three of us? Um, no, I was more. I think I'm just a nervous person meeting people in general. So it wasn't like, oh, this is Bridie's sister. I'm nervous. I think I would be a bit more nervous if it was Jeremy's family. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah isn't it, it crazy nice. though, guys? Like, isn't it fucking crazy? That six months ago, if any of us mentioned this encounter, like this this trip to either one of us, the idea of it would have been absolutely kind of bonkers. Yeah, a little bit bonkers. Like a little bit bonkers six months ago. Yeah. yeah. Right? And how and how just a short period of time you can really evolve, like mentally, um, emotionally it's just like it's one of those fascinating things and there's still so much more like distance to go and yeah. and it happened in steps like really slow thoughtful steps That's and sometimes right. accidental steps like mm-hmm. becca when you met jeremy's parents it was like yeah, kind yeah. of you just were both in the same place i think we already talked about that on the podcast at one point yeah both in the same place at the same time mm-hmm. and yeah. um and jeremy when you asked me you were going over to t- to Natasha's one day and you asked if um if I was cool if Becca went and I was like I felt it I felt like a this like twinge twinge of like I don't know if I'm ready for that Mm because I'm not there I don't Mm. I'm not there for it if it would be different if I was present so those are some like you're like we're constantly navigating these little yet when we have to navigate it yeah we are like so fucking grateful that I can say that for the most part, we are super calm, collected, and open to experiencing those those like walls and challenges and things when they come up, and we know how to communicate with one another. Yeah, uh, to like kind of get through that. I have to tell you this: I, I completely, you know, the first time you came to meet my family, and I brought you, and it was like Christmas time, and like all of my twenty siblings were there, overwhelming and like as fuck. All my grandparents and yeah. everyone was there. Well, um, I forgot to think about the fact that we were going to Prince Edward Island, which is where the majority of my family lives, and we were there to celebrate an event with Tara. So my mom was there, my grandmother was there, my stepmom was there, I forgot two about of my that little too. sisters were there, and I just I didn't even think about the fact that not only was he, we were going to do this thing to meet Tara, but but my grandmother was like, I want to meet him. And then when we <laughs> left, I stopped in to say goodbye to my mom and my Nana. And she was just like, she basically just said to him, she was like, I hear you have a beautiful face under that beard. I'd like to see you trim it. Like she's like giving me, giving the the spiel, you know, like as if she's known him forever. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, well, I think it was a pretty beautiful experience. Yeah. And I feel really grateful that we all had that opportunity. And, and I think the the other cool thing is that like it feels it just makes it feel even more natural for the you know for us to be in the same space. Mm-hmm. You know, I had Todd texted me today, Bridie, you're going to PEI for a bit, and Todd just texted me today and was like, "Hey, dude, I know Bridie's going away. If you need help with Big B, just like sh- give me oh, give me a shout. Sweet. I'd like yeah. to take him if you if you are too busy." Because uh, Rose, his puppy, yeah. is really happy when Big B is around, and so it's just like I don't know. Yeah. It just it was a beautiful. 
time. Yeah. And it gave Todd and I actually had a really great opportunity to like sit, like when we did sit down and get absolutely fucking <laughs> shittered together, it was a great opportunity for him and I to like share some shit and like, and, and get real about some stuff that we didn't really have an opportunity to do up to that point. Yeah. So anyway, that's I, really awesome. Kind of a big personal sort of dive into our life yeah. for the first little bit of this, uh, yeah. foreplay. But I, I think that. It's relevant. Yeah. Um, because we just had a question come in about uh, coming out. Right. Yeah. Um, as Polly. As Polly. So, shall I go ahead yeah. and read Smash this it out. little Let's list do of it. mail? Okay. So, um, this is from Allison. Um, hi, Bridie and Jeremy. I've been sitting on my brain boner for a little while now. Although, I personally. That, that, I love that that fucking stuck. It's so dumb. <laughs> although, personally, I find that. That sounds like a good idea rather than a question. <laughs> like, instead of a light bulb popping up, it's a hard cock, you know? Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Hoping you would get to this subject at some point. This week during Foreplay, you guys t- touched on coming out to your family and how you didn't really have a full coming out moment. But I was hoping you'd dive a little deeper into it. How did they finally find out? How do they feel about it? I'm a 24-year-old female in Halifax in a very happy polarity polyamorous relationship with my boyfriend who is happily married to his wife we have been seeing each other for about a year and a half now i love him and he loves me i am out to all my friends who are very supportive and my brother who is not so much but unfortunately i am still in the closet to my parents who don't even know i'm in a relationship they are extremely conservative and would not take it well at all it's getting more and more difficult to keep it from them both emotionally and just logistically i am living with them just outside of halifax to save money while working in the summer and there are only so many friends places i can stay at before they get a little suspicious about why i'm sleeping away six nights out of seven i suppose my question is towards becca wondering if she as the girlfriend is out to her parents and how that situation unfolded if it did or if you guys had any advice on how to dive into the talk i'm terrified that they will want nothing to do with the whole thing once i tell them thanks for taking the time to read this and thanks for being so open about polyamory we kind of fell ass backwards into it and are navigating as we go and as amazing and supportive as my friends are they don't really get it so talking about normal poly relationship issues is hard but hearing you guys talk about almost identical situations on the podcast makes it seem a little more normal although fuck normal really but still it's nice to hear thanks again and go fuck yourselves Allison. <laughs> thanks Allison. Um, yeah Becca what do you think um Coming out to my, well, I came out to my sister first, I guess, because we're the closest, and she's 30, kind of the same, more open-minded, not as open-minded as I am. She was kind of, uh, she was just like, well, that doesn't surprise me with you. Like, <laughs> that's just the type of person, you, like, basically, you would do that. Back You've then. always been a floozy. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I go against the grain type of thing. When I came out to my mom, it was kind of a mis- not a mistake, but just happened. Um, she lives away during the winters. She's a snowbird, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, she messaged me and my sister. We have a group chat. This long message about how, like, she's sad she's away and doesn't know what's going on in her lives. And this, like, huge guilt it just made me feel guilty for keeping this secret from her like I just want to know like who you guys are dating basically just like outright 
said mm-hmm. it and I was like fucking mothers they always know <laughs> um and this by this time Jeremy and I had already confessed our love to each other consummated our relationship <laughs> um so I, I mean you probably would have been pregnant at that point if you didn't have CF yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah basically okay best birth control <laughs> around yeah I told her um at that point, I was like, well, I've been kind of keeping this from you because I'm not sure how you re- react and um, just kind of laid it on her gently. Um, and at first, she didn't. She was like, so you're the other woman, like didn't understand that. I was like, no, no, Bridie and I know each other. Like, I've met her. We're great. She has a boyfriend as well. And um, she her main concern was um, me getting hurt mm-hmm. um, and also kind of like she's very uh, old fashioned as well like you should get a husband and have children and all that but that's not in my life plan anyway so her argument was basically you're wasting <laughs> basically you're wasting your youth you could be finding a husband right now to settle down and have children with because that's what every girl wants yeah yeah all those all those potential husbands out there running around bumping into each other just pick <laughs> pluck one out of the crowd so i was like mom you know i don't want children and like also husbands are dumb yeah <laughs> friday knows i know yeah. all about yeah. it and two she like you don't know that i would never move in with jeremy and you know that there's potential is there but also this is at the beginning of the relationship and I wasn't really thinking about that stuff mm-hmm. it's like I'm happy now so whatever and she ended up saying um uh I trust you I don't get it but I trust you and I'm just looking out for your like I looking out for your heart mm-hmm. what she's saying. see I, I and that's the thing that I, I find is really interesting here is that she said I, I don't get it but I trust you mm-hmm. and I feel like just coming back to the question that Allison had had raised it's like I think that's that like for if your family loves you or your friends love you and and they they aren't like super open-minded I think that's kind of the answer you're, you're probably gonna get from a lot of people is yeah Look, it's not. I wouldn't do it, or I don't get it. But as long as you're happy, and then and then the longer they are subjected to it, or the longer that they see that this is actually a working, well-oiled machine, the the closer they will eventually get to going. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I, although I I would never do it, I get it. Yeah, and my sister said the same thing too. I get it, but. Uh... Or it's not for me, but I see how that would be your thing. Mm-hmm. Like she totally that fits your personality kind of thing. Yeah, and I think what's important to keep in mind is that for so you know again tying it back to Allison, like because she is technically in the same position as you, Becca, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's the other woman. Yeah. And so for me, like when you told me that your sister said what she said, when you told me what your mom said, what your mom said, in initially I was like. Yeah, oh, well, they they're not gonna they're, they're not gonna take me seriously. They think I'm like they don't. They probably think I'm some sort of like like scumbag. You know, they they probably are looking at me like I'm a a piece of shit. 
<laughs> um, those are like those are the f- the first things that my mind goes to, but then I also get um, get exposed to just being in the situation that we're in as much as they are, and so eventually now I'm at the point where I'm like, well, I can hang out with your sister with yeah. you and feel like, yeah, she gets it, like everything's okay, or I know that your mom is like slowly starting to go, well, like what's Jeremy up to? Yeah, my mom whatever. asks about you now yeah. and is more like before she was kind of didn't she would call you your my friend yeah how's your friend doing yeah mm. but now she's my more grandmother says the it. same thing about jeremy <laughs> she still says that <laughs> yeah to this says- day um uh but so like for allison for your for your partner you know he he might want to anticipate that like it's not gonna it's he's not gonna be accepted into the into like your family um and and maybe anticipate that your family's not really gonna accept it at first but uh, I think one can just hope that people will start to understand and start to get it. Yeah, and I, I did a little bit of research on this too, just to like see what the internet said about coming out um, to your family. And one of the most interesting things that I points was like, well, you don't have to. Like, yeah. you don't have to. People don't come out as monogamous. So, you know, we're moving into a time when maybe that's not so crucial to say, you know what, I'm doing something a little bit different. Um, and also... To have boundaries, uh, to set boundaries for yourself, like, before you go in, if if people start, like, you know, like, let's say you've had that conversation with your mom a hundred times that you don't want kids, and she, she set, brings it up again, she, and it's, like... Every time we hang out. Okay, so <laughs> then there's, like, eventually, it depending on how that feels for you, when she does that, there's, like, you can set a boundary of, like, you know, we're not going to go there. That's not what this is about. You, I've already mm. told you before that that's not part of the equation for me so you know just knowing that they might say things that might hurt your feelings and at which point you can say um i don't want to this is my life one thing i did with my mom when i first told her i asked her not to tell her friends Mm -hmm. and her um husband fiance they're not married yet um just because when she talks about things, it's very gossipy. Mm. Um, so I knew that this would be something that it would be a very gossipy type of conversation with her friends, which I didn't feel comfortable with. Um, but then once I got more comfortable with the relationship myself and the dynamics of it and more comfortable with my family knowing and seeing them kind of understanding more, then I told my mom, like, Actually, I went to her 60th birthday. Oh, sorry, mom. Just outed her. <laughs> Not that she listens, but uh, I went to her birthday party and I was telling people were asking me about what's going on in my life. And I told a couple of them and they were actually pretty interested in it. And that's the other point I want to make is that you might be surprised by your family's reaction mm-hmm. because I held out telling my father for whatever reason, I'm just not as close with him. Your dad was like, yeah, sweet. Yeah, and my dad was like, yeah, I like, don't, like, if two, or you can totally love more than two people. Um, if everyone's communicating and honest and transparent, I think that's a beautiful thing. And, like, he'll text me and be like, so are you and Jeremy still happily in love? And it's super sweet. Aww. So my dad was, like, all for it and mm. basically, like, 
why aren't people in polyamorous relationships? That's awesome. Yeah. So now looking back, I should have told him first. (laughs) It's funny. I think uh, this came up for me when I was introducing Todd to um, and you to my um, little sisters and my stepmom because I know that or I've always felt or had self like confidence issues around what they think of me in terms they they think I'm a little weird or a little eccentric mm-hmm. and so the whole time it was happening I was like is this too much for them do they think I'm just being a crazy person are they worried about like my mental health and like this is what so if you just because Allison said she had a conservative family and if you do and you already feel like they think you're a little bit uh, strange or wacky out there then if you're dealing with any of that kind of insecurity I totally hear you too and just like be just be strong in yourself mm-hmm. yeah yeah this is uh, I like this I like that uh, we can kind of mm-hmm. sit here and shoot the shit about that yeah. stuff yeah. and Allison I hope that helped and uh, if anybody else out there has any brain boners or that questions wanna, or comments that they've been sitting on that for they've a been while. sitting on and they're ready to take it out and throw it at us <laughs> um, email us uh, termionpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website actually and do it through the contact form there and uh, fuck it while I'm, while I'm at it uh, if you want to be on the show yeah go to our website right next to that contact us form is a future guest form and you can fill that out as well yeah um, all right, let's throw it to today's episode. I think that's uh, yeah, that was a good solid chat about polyamory. And now we're going to throw it to something that is not about polyamory. No, we're diving back different. into the kink world. Yes, and uh, we're sitting down with M. Yep, an older gentleman. Yep, aka the oldest guest we've had on. Is that so? Turn me on to date. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not that he's that old. Not but. that he's that old. He's a, he was. Uh, I believe he's ninety three. <laughs> Uh, and uh, M is uh, M is a super interesting gentleman with a very endearing little accent that is very slight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is basically just like pushing the gender norms and expressing his sexuality and his life, the, all the ways he ever wished he could have. And uh, oh man, I fell in love with this this guy. Yeah, I loved at it at first sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, hope you enjoy it. Head on over to our website, check out his blog post. There's some really rad photos, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Uh, maybe this will sound really silly, but I think, uh, M, you are, you, how old are you? 55. You, I think you're going to be the oldest person I've ever had on any of my podcasts. <laughs> really? I think so. I think you're older than Chris Hadfield. What about, uh, James? James Cantor, yeah. Yeah, he's young, younger, yep. younger. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad, too, for that exact reason. I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just really happy because we're trying to get some more, a little, little more representation little, of little the diversity. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of diversity. Yeah. 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 Um, and the other thing that I'm really excited for is just to talk about it, the, the, one of the things that I love and also sometimes hate about podcasting is the inability to see... 
um, who I'm listening to when I'm listening to a podcast. And I wish that the guests could see um, you right now, M, because you you walked into our uh, our home. And you, so you're, a, you said 55? I'm 55, yes. 55 year old um, uh, male yes. uh, that, uh, do you identify I, as a male? I do identify as a male. Yeah. Okay. But there are sort of caveats and I, I hate boxes and I hate labels. Yeah. I present in different ways that would, would be not the societal norm. I mm-hmm. would say so. I wear makeup. Mm-hmm. I you, wear your eyes look amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I wear nylons. I wear high heels. And the I wear... heels you walked into the house in, did you see them, Bridie? I did. I noticed them at the door, and I was like, ah, I want to take a picture. What are those, like eight-inch pumps? No, I think those are only maybe five, six inches. Okay. They're right. great shoes. They're fucking phenomenal shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your nails are incredible. Your 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 Thank fingernails you. are amazing. Uh, I just noticed the nylons. I'm so into The nylons under-the-cut sure. jeans? Like, I honestly, it's... I fucking love it. I absolutely love it. And this is normally how I go out. Yeah. Okay. In the evenings. If I go, I have a, a particular individual that we have a Thursday wing night okay. in, in Bedford. Mm-hmm. So I always go out with her for wings. And this is how I, I dress yeah. to go to the pub. And it's, you know. Does that ever attract attention that doesn't feel warm and welcoming? Not at all. No, okay. There, I'm not going to say there isn't. There has been an occasion where yeah. uh, I was there at the pub and I saw a father with with uh, his family kind of nudge his wife and kind of looked. But I was also wearing thigh-high boots, high-heel ah. boots at the time. And Maybe he was just like, hey, baby, uh, could, could you, you wear could those? You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or or he was like, uh, hey, baby, uh, can you add that to my Christmas wish list? Yeah. Uh, because those look great. Yeah. I would like to wear those myself. Oh, yeah. I never you know? thought about that yeah. one. But, but saying that, I have had positive reactions from almost everybody that has ever made any kind of comments. Mm. Um, just coming here, I went for a coffee at one of the, uh, uh, I went through the drive through and the person that served me complimented me on my nails. And, uh, and I actually have a funny story, and it's a, it's a, a place in Bedford that I normally go for, for coffee. And... The person that was a regular server of me made a comment when I wasn't wearing nail polish. Ha-ha. She had said, oh, you're not wearing nail polish. I usually <laughs> look forward to see what, what kind of polish you have on. So, Are those, so, are those your real nails? Um, yes. yes oh, holy are. shit, really? Yeah. Wow, they, are, they look amazing. Like, uh, they're... Healthy looking. Real healthy looking, yeah. <laughs> I, I've got these weird clubbed fingernails, so I'll never really be able to have those, like, nice shaped... Sort of curved. Nah, you just have big M and M. Yeah, these big fucking weird frying pan hands. I don't know. Uh, have you? Have you, has it always been like this for you, M? Um, I would say yes and no. That it's. I remember at an early age, probably around about seven, certainly trying on my mother's uh, nylons and kind of falling in love with the the feel and mm-hmm. the, and and that it was more of a, a tactile sensation, and. So throughout my life, I have been drawn to to that aspect of it, and then it has kind of gone into other directions, like with the makeup and the and the uh, shoes. But it hasn't really been until probably the last four or five years that it's been sort of more open. It's more of being more being suppressed. 
And it wasn't really until I found the community within the Halifax area that has been open to different aspects and different lifestyles, different ways that people present themselves that I felt that, oh yeah, I found my tribe. Mm. So this has been sort of a a really um, liberating experience for me that now I have places that I can go and it has sort of manifested in that I have the confidence now to actually go out in public and not really care. Mm -hmm. And and again, I think that's where, where I've come to in a point in my life that I don't really care what other people think anymore. It's more for mine. I'm happy doing this. This is what makes me happy. So I'm going to do it and the heck with anybody else and, and what they think. That's a process. Yeah, I would imagine too. And I'm guessing that, um, as someone who's um, been around for a while, you must have seen quite a difference in terms of like the amount of acceptance towards um, towards like your your typical male um, pushing the the sort of gender norms. I, I think so too. Yes, and 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 I, I, even now, I think it's more acceptable for say a younger male to potentially wear makeup. Mm. Uh, and other other things like nail polish, and I don't see too many people wearing shoes. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know that there is a gentleman, and he was featured in one of the local newspapers about a month or so ago, and and he is older than I am, and he always goes around in high heel shoes. Well, I mean, just on the on the basis of practicality, they're not they're not super practical footwear for even someone who's. Uh, accustomed to wearing heels their whole life you know they're like not easy to walk in do they fuck your back up like we bridie and i met at theater school and uh so we one of the one of the requirements when you go to theater schools they're like you need um character character shoes shoes. and for for women character shoes are like what like heels that are about three inches two inches like maybe yeah yeah like small heels so they get small heels for yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then for men they're like like, half an inch oh yeah it's like a little tiny like uh, like yeah just a quarter of an inch heel it looks like a tap shoe yeah um uh man those things would like destroy my lower back i i know i haven't had that problem Okay. No, and I've had a lot of people kind of be a little bit jealous of the of the way that I can walk in the, in yeah. the heels. Can you run in high heels? Uh, I yeah, but not very well. <laughs> <laughs> I run for nobody. Um, and when you buy your heels, uh, do you you obviously shop in the like where the women's <laughs> section of shoes would be, right? And do people ever get, give you like? Uh, is it hard to find shoes in yeah, How big are your feet? Uh, they're women's size 10. Okay. So, I, so they're actually not too bad. No. Um, I've had really positive experiences in some of the local shoe stores. Yeah. The the ones that I was I came in here, I actually bought at one of the local shoe stores at the mall. Okay. And I was looking for, I actually had gone in looking for some boots. And there was a, a friend of mine that was there, one of the, the uh, sales people. She did not know of some of the things that I had done, but was very positive, very accepting of the things, and actually helped me pick those out. And I've gone back uh, quite a few times to some of the other sh- the stores, tried shoes on, and have had nothing but positive experience with uh, any of the salespeople. How, how, many, how many shoes do I'm you have? I was just going to ask. 
Um, I hope Michaela's listening. I know. <laughs> I would say over 60 pairs. Oh, whoa. Man, I've got three pairs of shoes right now, and I'm like, holy shit. That's a lot of shoes for Jeremy. Three pairs of shoes. You are way more of a clothes whore than you know. Oh, man. I, I don't know. Shoe, I just, because I put them in the basement when they overflow out of the, oh, yeah, I the, guess, the I guess coat right. closet. I do so have you think you, you just forget that they're there, and then you buy more. <laughs> That's right. I have them displayed in my bedroom. Oh, Oh, absolutely. Uh, I have. Uh, I had seen a thing on Pinterest where people had used apple crates mm-hmm. and created kind of shelving unit. And mm-hmm. That's what I've done, and I've put the the shoes in the apple crates. Now, how about the makeup? Like, do you do your own eye makeup? I do. And are you are you? Uh, do you have a partner? Are you single? Are you? I'm single. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask, does your partner do your eye makeup? But I guess you do it yourself. Can you imagine if you did my eye makeup? Uh, no, I can't. No, me neither. I can imagine you doing mine. Of course. Yeah, because you have skill. But this is a fairly new thing for me. Like, okay. I've only been wearing makeup regularly for, for probably since October okay. of last year. Do you do you absolutely love it? I do. I, I really enjoy it. Again, it, that just has it just adds to the to the the image yeah it's subtle but it but it also pops like at the same time mm-hmm. like when when you when i went to answer the door it was very striking and immediate like it was like oh look at that i like that Ooh, nice eyes and i've looked on youtube got instructions yeah. from mm-hmm. there and i also there was somebody that i'd met at nightshade Mm-hmm. And she she had also given me some instructions on some tips. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So I've basically gone from that to to just kind of just experimenting and and that. So what was it like before you found the King community in Halifax? I was in a bad marriage. Okay, it was not a very good place. I was not being true to myself. I was not being true to the, to the person that I was with, and so it was it. The relationship was doomed to to failure, it, and 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 it was not only my my fault, but there was other other factors that were involved. But um, I was able to find find this place that, and it was just by luck. Somebody had told me, "Did have you heard of Fed Life?" Mm-hmm. Uh, because this person knew of my interest in nylons, and I said no. She said, "You should look it up. You'll find people there that are very accepting." And uh, you will like it. So uh, I did that, and I've never looked back. And, so uh, your love of nylons and stuff like that was that uh, was that were you holding that uh, away from your was pretty, it was pretty your much wife? she she knew she knew uh, but wasn't really into it. No, and I think it was a uh, don't ask, don't tell. Right. And uh, yeah, did you ever like? Was there a moment where you broached that subject with her? There was a couple of times, but it just didn't uh, didn't go well. So, uh, and, and because of that, it just kind of went underground, and I did it in in, in secret. Mm. I, I'm assuming it was like a shame, a sort of like yeah. there was an element yeah. of shame to it. There was, yes, right. yeah. She couldn't understand why I would do that. So, she felt threatened by it or something. I don't know. I'm not really sure what what that was, and we really it, it was not something that kind of was was easily brought up with her so because mm. yeah. we have a lot of people that ask like how do i tell my partner that 
I am into this, whether it's the idea of polyamory or feet or feet or Mm, whatever. whatever. Yeah, exactly. So um, just wondering from your experience, if you have any sort of what kind of advice you'd pass on for broaching those kinds of conversations. Do it early in the relationship and be honest. Mm. Mm. This is what I'm into. And if you can't be honest with yourself and the, and the, and the people, then they're not necessarily the people that you should be with. And that was kind of the, kind of the eye opener for me in, in this whole journey that I've had, uh, you know, in that, that marriage breakup that anybody now that I have any kind of relationships with know all of the, these aspects that, that I, I'm, uh, I'm into and yeah. that I enjoy doing. And, and again, I have found multiple people that are accepting and encouraging, even people that have gone out and bought me clothes. To, I love that. To wear. Yeah, so it's great. Uh, where do I find one of those people? <laughs> to buy you clothes? Yeah, or a Nintendo Switch, whatever. Um, uh, when you, when, when this, um, you know, this sort of sh- shameful period with your with your now ex uh was going on what did you did you know it was just nylons or were you like were you sort of wanting to explore other things um but not able to because everything was being swept under the rug it was mainly the nylons Mm -hmm. uh in the past i have you know dabbled in the makeup dabbled in the high heels but really, it was mainly the mainly the nylons and some of the the nail polish at that particular time. And then I have sort of grown in in the the last four years to incorporate a lot of other things into into the way that I present myself. Mm. Like what? Well, like I say, the the makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some wigs that I wear. The nail polish, the you know, going out in public like this, mm-hmm. uh, opposed to showing just what would society would have accepted or it finds acceptable for for male uh, of my age to to yeah. wear. Yeah. Mm. A lot of times we talk about how uh, kinks are not. Um, uh, or like atypical stuff is not really even necessarily a sexual thing. So in the past, when before it became a way of, of presenting out in public, was it ever? Um, did you ever just explore it in the context of like, oh, this is something I do in the bedroom, or was it always just like I just do this privately at home because I enjoy it? A little bit of both. Yeah, uh, it certainly has had had or has had sexual aspects to it, um, but. For me, it's just a choice of another piece of clothing or something to wear. Uh-huh. I don't see, and I don't put a label of a gender with a particular uh, article of clothing, be it the shoes, the nylons, panties, uh, makeup, nail polish. And I've done a little bit of research on, on the internet. And for most of those things, they've always started out as almost either a, either a non-gender article or a male gender article okay hmm so i kind of consider myself re <laughs> taking back that mm-hmm. yeah there's been this like a uh, really interesting um uh i i really enjoy hip-hop and uh there's there is this um yeah you can just feel free to move that however you need to move it um there was this artist that's kind of come onto the scene over the last uh, like a couple of years now, 
by the name of Young Thug. And uh, it was really interesting. When he came onto the scene, he would he was really pushing those, like, gender norms um, by wearing things like dresses, wearing high heels. Um, I don't know if he was doing makeup so much, but uh, a lot of, like, a lot of dresses. And it was, like, totally, sh- like, shook the hip-hop world. People were, people either loved it or they absolutely fucking hated it. Right. Uh, but he never wavered, never really gave a fuck, kept doing it. And now it's just like, yeah, that's Young Tech. Like, that's what he does. He wears incredible dresses. And, and, and then you see it starting to pour over into other, like, you know, other mainstream artists or celebrities, like people like, um, uh, what's Will Smith's son's name? Uh, Jaden Smith, like yeah. you know, he's he has no issues wearing a dress. Like it's, I, I love it. I love and that. It should be too. Yeah, it's, it's an article of clothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Remember when it was a big deal for women to wear pants? That was a thing. And that's was that a it, thing? Yeah. Definitely. Yes. When? When was that? Was that a part of like was it early twenties and thirties? Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. going to say was that within your lifetime, M? <laughs> but I guess <laughs> no. that was no. quite a long time ago. Yeah, quite a long time ago. But oh, that's yeah. crazy! I didn't know that. And but going dresses back to your, are so liberating. Yeah. yeah. But going back to your your other point, I find that people that are in the entertainment business, either singers, uh, I think specifically singers or, or groups, have an easier time to sort of stretch and you know, push those boundaries of the gender norms. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, look at like David Bowie. Exactly. You know, He's perfect a, example yeah, yeah. of, uh, especially with the makeup. I mean, he, he rocked the shit out of eye makeup. Sure. Same uh, with um, Alice Cooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and many other ones that have, have, you know, use makeup and, and maybe it's more so that this is the persona that they're, they're presenting when they're on stage. Mm-hmm. And then it maybe just kind of bleeds over into yeah. their... Eddie Izzard, another, like... Big, big time. Huge, right? Yeah. yeah. Down to the heels, the mm-hmm. makeup, the... God, that guy's impressive. Um, I wanted to ask, actually, if there was any part of this for you that is of performance aspect. Not really, no. No, but I do get a, a you know, a bit of a kick of being the exhibitionist. Yeah. Mm. And, and seeing that, Having seeing some turn. of the reactions, yeah. You know, coming back to the the marriage that ended um, due to, you know, a number of different reasons, what was it like when you, was there like a sort of sexual liberation for yourself after, after that marriage had ended and you started to uh, find yourself within the kink community and sort of able to express yourself freely the way that you, you had wanted to your entire life? There was, um... Because there were certainly things that I have wanted to try that was not open within the marriage. Mm-hmm. So there was a certain aspect of that. And I think everybody that's new to the community has that kid in the candy store. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to try this, this, and this. And you go, okay, hold on. <laughs> You've got time. Just kind of <laughs> slow down and, you know. Try things and find find uh, find people that were willing to do that. And what did that look like for you? Like when you were that kid in the candy store, it was exciting. Yeah, yeah, because there was so many different things that I, you know, wanted to try. Like what? Well, there, there's a couple of things that I, I certainly do now, and this is kind of a, a segue into that. And that's okay. fire play and wax play. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. fire play. Yeah, 
Ah, wax play. Okay, let's talk about Firefly first. But okay. that's so funny because I have I was just looking up uh, Manzillion prices online like right before you walked in. Uh, but before we get to wax play, uh, and it's not that kind of wax play. Uh, oh, okay, all right, perfect. but it do, but it does can, it can incorporate that. Okay, all right, cool. So fire play. Uh, why the fuck would anyone want to include fire into their sex life? Uh, for me, there's a couple of things. There's a primal aspect of it, mm-hmm. fire being life, and you know it goes back to the caveman. If you know if you didn't have fire, you didn't live. Mm. And the other one is, is that, believe it or not, it's very therapeutic. Um, the warmth is is like having a a warm massage. Mm. And I've actually had people while I've been doing fire play on them fall asleep on me. Wow! Wow! Because it, it's so relaxing. And I also kind of set the stage in putting even less light than what we have here in the studio with candles, soft music, and then the whole fire, the touch, the sensuality of the, of the play. You know, I've had like, like I say, a couple of people just kind of fall asleep. So so what does it look like? I mean, you know, um, someone who's never, someone who's listening right now who goes, what fire, fire play? Like, you're lighting each other on fire. How does that? How is that therapeutic? You are lighting people on fire. <laughs> okay, but it's a, in a very, very controlled manner. And I want to kind of put a caveat: if anybody is listening to this and wants to do fire play, find somebody that knows men- what they're doing. Will mentor you in fire play. Mm-hmm. Um, I was mentored, and I still am being mentored. And I started in October of no, September of last year, and kind of finished some of my classes in february march so i've had like seven eight months of mentoring yeah. in fireplay and it's been a gradual process of learning and being comfortable with the things getting that over the um the way there's there's different methods but the ones that i have been taught there's a couple of different ones one where you put alcohol on the body and then you set that on fire but at the same, and and that does sound kind of really dangerous, right? And it is. There yeah. is a there is a, an inherent risk in in lighting somebody on fire. But the way that the methods we do, you kind of swipe that flame as soon as it gets lit. So it is only on fire for a very split second mm. before it's actually extinguished by the hand. It's kind of like a, um, I have this like obsession of running my hand through a candle flame mm-hmm. when I'm like sitting at a restaurant and I'm bored or something. Um, and, you know, I'll run my finger directly through that flame, but I'm not burning myself. It's just too, it's, it's, it's not very similar. Enough. It would be very similar to that. Mm-hmm. And, but with them, the method where I'm actually putting alcohol in the body, you do that like two or five or six times, like, uh, lighting it, swipe, light, swipe, and then go on to other areas of the body and do exactly the same thing. Hmm. So that is one method. And I call that, uh, fire tracing and what uh, are there like erogenous zones that people like to have the fire sort of uh swiped on their bodies in specific spots there are there are a few one believe it or not is the feet the feet feel incredible Ooh, on the, the bottom feet? of the feet yeah the soles of the feet wow. yeah yeah i can imagine that would feel good f- yeah I, like already i'm like oh that sounds amazing <laughs> the other ones i do like the front and i will do nipples mm. I will set nipples on fire. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know if I'd like that one. I think I'd like that one. <laughs> I think you would too. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so that, that was one of the methods. The other one is actually having a lit to torch and just swiping uh, or running it across the body and then swiping with the, the hand to make sure that there's no uh, residue alcohol because the, the torch has, is actually using alcohol to, as the fuel. For the, for the flame like a blow torch no it's a it's a torch that we actually as part of our mentorship learn how to make oh and, whoa and it's basically made out of cotton ball on a stick wrapped in gauze and then wrapped really tightly talk about primal that sounds super primal yeah yeah, yeah. totally yeah Ah, amazing. Fire Are you getting plant. this uh, mentorship through the Society of Vested? I am, yes. Okay, and cool. if you go to their website, there are people on there that mentor in different aspects of, of kink. And there are maybe two or three people that do fire. Mm -hmm. Now, do you mentor people now where you're at? No. Okay. I, I would probably have to do fire for, for probably another... I would I, I would probably not be comfortable in doing it unless I've had a lot of experience, and that would probably be another two to three years. Mm. And, and even then, I would go back to the person that mentored me and say, look, do you think my skills are, are at a point where I can mentor other people? Now, where where would you incorporate this in, into your, you know, your life with, like, a partner? Is this something that you're doing, uh, you know, we were talking about how we you went to spa night. Yes. It, would you do it at somewhere like spa night, like, a, like a, a sex party? Or would this be more something that you do kind of behind closed doors or both. at the Society of Bastet? Actually, both. Um, as part of the mentorship, we, at, at a certain point, our names get put on the list of people that are allowed to do fire play at the club. Oh, okay. So I have done done that two or three times. And this is actually one of the things that our mentor wanted wanted me to do, is to be able to do fire in a, in a more of a public setting, just so that I am aware of the surroundings and make sure that everything is done safely. Okay. And she was there when I actually did that to give me pointers at the end of, okay, this is... This is some of the things that you need to be aware of and, and, and go from there. But I had mentioned earlier before we started recording that I was at a birthday party yesterday. Right. And one of the people there had, had approached me the week before and said, could I bring my fire kit? She was interested in doing some fire play. So I took that to the private party and did fire play on, on her. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Um. I wanted to know what you what do you work up to now when you say like two or three years away um, you, you'd be mentoring what are the people who are playing with fire now um, that are mentoring you like what what what's their level that that you're working towards what are they doing I'm not really sure to be honest I think they just do that for the enjoyment of it and I really enjoy doing the fire play and I think it's more of a comfort level and just kind of honing some of those skills that have already been taught how to do. Right. And I, I want to go back because we only touched on a couple of the things that uh, I do mm -hmm. with the fire. One of the other things is I use, I incorporate some knife play. Oh, so, okay. So I have a knife that I will set on fire and then drag that across the body. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. While it's on fire? While it's on fire. Wow. Like the blade itself? Like the, the, blade the, the sharp end of the blade? Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That sounds super, like, hot. I think <laughs> like, you... <laughs> like, I mean, it sounds like, you know, it's one of those things that sounds so, so... Dangerous? Dangerous that it's, like, inherently, like, oh, why is this sexy? 
you know and that's all part of it mm-hmm. and again due to the mentorship that that I've had um we've been taught on how to mitigate as many of those dangers as we can yeah. mm-hmm. now you're still playing with fire yeah there's still going to be the potential that things can go wrong but with with what we've been taught we're we're taught how to kind of see those things before they happen and to mitigate them and put in place things that will prevent any of those from happening or if they do then how to how to react has anything gone has have you come up against any um sort of accidents or workplace accidents i have um one of the times I was using the knife, some of the, the fuel that was on the knife dripped onto the uh, body. Yeah. So, again, I recognized that and was able to to swipe it and mm-hmm. before it became an issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Those kinds of things you only learn at, by making them. Those yeah. Kinds right. And I know one of, the, like one of the things that we, as part of that, we have an actual bowl that's full of the alcohol. Okay. And I know right from the beginning, our mentor had said, "This is, you are going to set that bowl of alcohol on fire. It may not be now. It may be <laughs> right. in the At future. some point, that thing's going to light. Yeah. But again, we, it's all part of this, this muscle memory mm. that, we, that we work up to as part of the mentorship mm. that tries to mitigate any of those, those issues. Obviously, your focus and presence is yes. so key. Do you feel like you go into sort of like a meditative state when you're working? Yes, definitely. Um, it's called top space. Top space? Yes. Ooh. So I can focus on everything that's going on with that, and everything around me just kind of kind of disappears, and, uh, you know, I don't notice it. Mm. I had this just, just as you said that. I was like imagining you doing this in your unaware of things going on in the environment and like the fire alarms going off and people are evacuating the building and you're like this is fine i'm one i am one with the fire what about uh let's talk about wax play sure what is that what is that oh wait we're talking about like candles and shit right like candle wax we are i don't actually use candles (laughs) i use mason jars full of wax okay and Mm. i use a crock pot to melt the wax holy sweet jesus yeah so whoa Okay, so I got a question about this because sure. uh, so uh, uh, the everything to do about sex show yes. happened a couple months ago here in in Halifax, and um, uh, uh, Bridie and I were out of town. We we actually were unfortunately couldn't attend, um, but my my girlfriend attended, and she was like, "I can't wait for you to get back to Halifax. I bought these candles." Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, sweet. Okay, uh, what are they for? What are the candles for?" Like. You want me to just stick them in your butt? Like what? What do we? What, what are the candles for? Uh, but she's like, no, no. You light them and then and then like pour the burning hot wax on my body. And I was like, oh, geez, okay. Like sounds sounds fun. And so we used them one night, but I I I didn't really know like what to do, and I felt like uh, I feel like this would be a good opportunity for me to like get some sort of knowledge <laughs> as to because those candles are just sitting in a box now. Right. And so, uh, so when I go to her house this, uh, weekend. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What, what do you do with the wax? For me, uh, like, I, I, like I said, I don't use the candles. Mm. And it's a safe for me. It's a safety issue because okay. mm-hmm. I don't know what temperature those candles that that oh. molten wax is. Ah, okay. And uh, one of the things that I do is I actually do a workshop on wax play, and part of that workshop is on the safety of of uh, wax play and the the temperatures of the wax and why I don't use candles and why I kind of try trying and get people to kind of stay away from the from mm. candles, right? And the reason is, is that, yes, those are usually low temperature paraffin wax, which means that the wax will melt at probably 120 to 120, 120 to say 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Which is, an, is a range where you're not going to cause any injury mm-hmm. or burns to, to the person that it's being dripped on. But I put a caveat on that. You, are, you have a flame that is constantly applying heat to that molten wax. That wax is that molten wax is still going to go beyond that that, that melting point. Yes, mm. and so for me, the way that I do that, I like I, I make my own own wax that I use. So I use, like I say, these mason jars, and I I melt it in a crock pot, and I have a digital thermometer that when I take it out of the crock pot, I measure the the temperature, and I won't apply it to the body unless it's one hundred and twenty seven degrees. Okay, because at that point. 127 degrees will um, only cause a second degree burn if it's on the body for 30 sec 30 seconds at that temperature. Okay. But as soon as it hits the the body, it's going to cool down, so you're not going to cause any any kind of uh, burns. But I also you also and again that's only a typical person. Mm. People might have sensitivity, so usually before I even do that I will put a little bit of candle wax on the inner arm of somebody mm. just to see how they react. Like redness is fine, but if it starts to blister it's not. So that's kind of the the safety aspect okay, of it. And, okay. I, and it really didn't answer your question mm. on what you do with it. Well, yeah, so I guess my question was like is it it's it's a you know, coming back to that, like the the hot knife with with the fire, yeah. it's like wow, that's that seems kind of dangerous. It's very sexy. Um, same thing, I guess, with like hot wax. It's like ooh, it's it it's is. very hot. It's yes. kind of dangerous. There's something inherently sexy yeah. about that. Um, but is it? I'm assuming it's also a sort of sensation thing of like the heat. It's very sensation play. Mm. Um, like I said, I have 
I usually use two crock pots, so I have like 10 different colors. So for me as the top, it's, it taps into my artistic side. Huh. Ah. So I have like three different methods of, of um, using the wax. Applications, if yes. you will. Sure. Yeah. One, I actually have foam paint brushes, and I will paint the, the wax onto the body Whoa. and actually create uh, designs and, and pictures on the body. I love that. And does it like it must like solidify as like it a does. second skin? It does. And the more you, more coats you put on, the thicker it becomes, and actually the heat will re- be retained. So again, it's for the for the person that I'm doing it to, it's um, it's very warm, almost like a massage. Why does the heat retain? Because you're you're having a layer of wax which will insulate the body ah. and keep it a little warm. Okay. Then the, one of the other methods, I have small ladles that I put the wax in and then just drip it onto the body. Or I can pour it directly from the, the jars. Mm. And some of those are, when it hits the body, and especially if it hits a, a fairly sensitive spot, you can get the, the person kind of squirming around. So for me as a top, I kind of enjoy that kind of aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And what are the, what are the like, sort of... Uh... Say you uh, say Brady was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be your bottom right now, and, and we're gonna have a little like wax play session. What would be some of the spots that you would um, uh, apply the the dripping or the pouring anywhere, 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 all? basically from the neck down? Okay. okay. And Very what's that like coming off? That is fun coming off. <laughs> Again, I incorporate a little bit of an edge play. Okay. So I have an, uh, the, basically the same knife that I use for I my um, say a knife. for my fire play. I will use and I will scrape the the wax off. Mm. Now, if it's a some of the some of the, the ones that I've actually done a design. The last one I did was a uh, I did I did it on a chest of of uh, somebody that wanted to do uh, wax play. Yeah. And I did the uh, Superman symbol okay. uh, all cool. all over her chest. And then I was able to peel that off in one piece and give it to her so she could take that away. Cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Huh. This is very interesting. Do people ever get up and walk around with the wax on them? Because I just, when thinking of the sensation, um, because I used to play with wax quite a bit and getting it on my hand, my hands, my fingertips especially, and then like touching things with... Like touch my own body or like touch other things with that f- the feeling of the wax moving on my moving body most of the time that yeah. i have done it no there's usually because i have a, a massage table so i do it right on the massage table okay and uh and then like i say to to remove it i will either peel it off yeah which can elicit certain sensations on some of the more sensitive spots mm-hmm. or i use the knife to kind of scrape it off and that's that's kind of fun too. Like now it. there are other methods which would be really messy, and I wouldn't do it at my place. And that's flogging it off. Oh, whoa! So what does it, why what's so messy about it? Just like because it just kind of cracks and flakes off. Well, you would have wax everywhere. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it would be it would be hard, right? Like sort of. It hardened. would, yeah. Okay, but, but when you when you would hit, like if you had the wax on the back of a, of your bottom and you're flat, you're flogging them. Mm. then that 
when it hits, it's going to, you know, cause that uh, wax to, to break it's off. Break off everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That sounds fun, though, too. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, I, I would say do that outside. Okay, <laughs> sure, sure. Do right. your f- wax flogging outside. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever put anyone in, like, a full-body wax case? I haven't, but it's been pretty close. I've yeah. done a kind of a full chest all the way down to the to the groin. I would love to have it in between my toes, I think. Your your dating life right now. Yes. Is it is it primarily um uh sort of surrounding the kink community or or do you are you like sort of are you are are you dating? Are you seeking a relationship? I am seeking a relationship. I have a friend in Moncton that uh I'm hoping things may work out, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure right now. Um, and is this person, uh, is this someone that you've met through FetLife? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. My question was going to be, like, do you have or have you ever encountered someone who, who wasn't directly linked through FetLife or through Nightshade or through Spa Night? And, and what was that experience like, if so? I have, actually. This was actually somebody that I've, I had known for about 25 years. It was a, a friend of mine. She had maybe a couple of years prior to to sort of us going out had been married and then split up. So she was what we would colloquially call van- a vanilla person. Right. So she had reached out to me on Facebook and we had decided that we would kind of go out on, on a couple of dates just to kind of catch up and kind of see where see where it was going. Now, did you show up with uh, to that date with a case with a knife and some wax? No, and, no, uh, no. A bunch I was, of like I was, a bunch of lighters. I was pretty much kind of how I would present myself. Sure, uh, at work. Okay, so I okay. Didn't, I didn't. No nail polish, no makeup, no, no heels. No, no. So maybe two or three dates into it, I had kind of tested the water and how. You know, she may react to certain things, and I basically came, kind of came clean and said, "Yeah, this is this is uh, I, I enjoy wearing heels." So I kind of went from there, and and she was said, "Oh, that's fantastic! What size do you take?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe we can trade. Exactly, then <laughs> <laughs> that's a kind of a typical reaction. Yeah, oh, sweet, sweet. How did you test the waters with something like that? Um, there was there was kind of markers in in some of the conversation on how she felt about uh, certain aspects of, of life. And I had also found out some kind of personal information about, about her family, which, I, which kind of made the, it made it a little bit easier. It made, made me feel comfortable that she would be certainly certain open subject. to a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. a lot of things within that. And mm-hmm. she really enjoyed, uh, you know, kind of embraced that and said, yeah, great. Now, did you, uh, were you able to introduce her to this side of your life? To some extent, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, again, with her, with her not having any of this kind of experience, she, she was kind of, no, I don't want to, you know, I may try that, but it never, never really came about. We are still really good friends. We kind of go out and have coffees and, and things like that. So we, we talk quite a bit. Yeah. about mm. our different lives and uh but it never really progressed beyond what um you know from just kind of being friends mm. it wasn't anything that she was looking for in a, in a partner 
Mm-hmm. So that was kind of discovered early on in our us going out. So, do you think uh, meeting someone who who already has a sort of foundation of of um, you know s- somewhat of a lifestyle within the kink community would be a lot easier to to establish a, a relationship with? Certainly, yeah. because you have that foundation uh, of common interests or potential common interests that you can explore Mm. and already an invitation to open dialogue about pretty much anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I've like, I can't help but think of how, um, it's this, I have this like very, uh, faint and, and very like sort of quick fantasy that came to mind of, of sort of meeting someone who's completely vanilla, but introducing them to, um, you know, a host full of kinks that you're into and they just absolutely soak it up and like totally become engrossed in it. I feel like that would be uh, pretty rad. I I have that experience right now. There's, um, I had mentioned earlier about going to wing night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The person that I go to, we had started chatting maybe about eight months ago. And it's basically over those eight months I have introduced, like she was within the community, um, but she had never really tried a lot of the things. So she was wanting to to experience some of these different aspects of, of the lifestyle, such as the, the wax, flogging, mm-hmm. spanking. So we had kind of done a, di- uh, you know, a dialogue between each other and we've basically ended up being really good friends and I have basically mentored her in cer- certain aspects of these, uh, of the lifestyle. That must have been really fun. It is. Yeah. 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 Huh. yeah. It's like taking someone on a magic carpet ride. Yeah, exactly. And I, I certainly do love to introduce new people to, to different things that I am I'm passionate about and certainly right now I I have sort of four passions within within the community and that's fire play wax play flogging and spanking Mm -hmm. so just those are kind of my specialties the things that I would say if you ask people in the community what I'm known for for doing those are the sort of four things that I do hmm uh well and this was really great we've we just we hit an hour which is crazy um is there anything that we didn't dive into that you were hoping we would we could talk about i think we covered pretty much everything that i had i had sort of expected to cover Mm. uh but no no that was that was it sweet uh thank you em for coming in and and talking to us yeah it was really fun uh and thank you all so much for listening uh we sure do appreciate it and we'll be back next week with another fantastic conversation i hope uh, Bridie, why don't you tell people what they should be doing? Why don't you go on over to iTunes and rate and review us and our podcast that keeps us on the charts, I'm told, and it does mean a lot uh, to us when we can tell each other nice things about each other That's right. uh, before bed. Super important also to hit that subscribe button over on iTunes. Uh, plays a big role in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Um, we... We'd love to see you following us on there, and uh, we got lots of fun little posts. I think we might start putting some polls up on Facebook. I saw a request for that. I think little, it's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, a little brain boner request, which is great. Yeah, send us your questions. We have a form on our website where you can contact us if you are interested in being a guest, or if you are 
um, if you have any brain boners. Yeah, aka advice or just questions, questions in general. For us. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. it. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.